one thing I learned is that the greatest gift that God gave us was free will. So if that is the greatest gift, then how can people always like with every fucking thing that happens they are like, well, that's just how God wanted it. You know, like it, God, it was God's plan. It was God's plan for you to like fuck that hooker and get herpes. Like, no. <laughs> Welcome to Burning What's up, guys? Welcome to the dark, angry, scary depths of hell. I'm your host, Hannah Burner, and today we are with my good friend. I always pronounce your last name wrong, but we're going to try it. Nick Viall. Great. We met a couple years ago. I was interviewing you at Betches. We butted heads a little, but overall, I think we respected each other. Um, why, do you say we, why do we say we butted heads? I was making fun of you, and you are making fun of me, which is the root of a good friendship, I think. Sure. That's how I show affection. Gotcha. And then since then, I heard that we have a mutual friend, Nikki Glazer. So let's get to the point. You were spotted in March at Sauce with her. What's the deal? Is she pregnant? What happened? What's going on? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, no, Nikki's a friend. I don't know. Nikki, did you know she had a stand-up joke about mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Were you flattered? I haven't heard it, but I I understand the premise is that she was trying to have sex with me, and <laughs> and you respected her career. Yeah, how could you? I definitely did not say. I mean, I do respect her career for for starters, but I don't think my response to her is we can't have sex. I respect your career. No, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Um, but yeah, she's a very cool chick. I'm. I hope I'm invited to the wedding. But yeah, the podcast is starting in light questions, then it gets darker and darker. Um, and if you cry, it's okay. I've, we've all seen you cry before, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, also, Nick had me on his podcast, asked Nick, when did you realize you were good at giving advice? Uh, a long time ago. You were amazing because you were like the Simon Cowell of advice. Like you were hitting people where it I hurt don't, so truthfully. I don't pull punches, but I, I will like... I do it with a level of kindness. Um, mm-hmm. Friends are terrible at giving you relationship advice because they're either mm-hmm. afraid to tell you the truth or they're projecting their own bullshit. Uh, True. And, um, you know, I don't have a soul or a heart. And so even with my friends, <laughs> it's just kind of like, also, I think part of it is too, I just, I, I've, I've never really suffered fools and I'm, I'm a fairly impatient person in general. And I can be selfish. And so when other people have their issues, I just like, listen, I don't have time to, you whine, to hear you whine and moan. Can I just tell you what's going on? And it's mostly self-serving, right? Because I don't want to like, I don't want to hear, uh, yeah, you bitch forever. It was like refreshing to me because I was expecting some bullshit and you sh- were just going straight to the point. And um, I think it's refreshing. Some questions we're getting. How did you get so good at selfies? Because you're incredible. Am I? Yeah, the lighting, the angles, a little bit of enough humor that it doesn't seem vain. Something I haven't been able to figure out. Well, um, I do require great lighting. Um, I think if my (laughs) bio wasn't taller in person, it would be requires great lighting. (laughs) I feel like everyone feels this way about themselves, but me in particular, I feel like I could be Mm -hmm. quite fetching or truly disgusting looking. Um, same. (laughs) And, um, so I, you know, look, find your light. Very, very important thing in life. I mean, wow. Find your light. That should be the name of your upcoming novel. Um, your biography. Cause you've had a glow up and you, I love that you make fun of it too. Like you went from being almost a reality TV villain. You were cute, but it, it wasn't like a sex, you know, you weren't a sex symbol. And now I would say, you are a sex symbol. Not to make you uncomfortable like a piece of meat. No, thank you. I, it's, it's really been my only goal in life. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's What did it's you do? Funny. I, uh, I didn't really do anything. Um, not to, like, it's, there's been a lot of speculation. I got a tan, I, I got a haircut, and I grew some facial hair. Uh, yeah, people asked, have you ever gotten Botox before? No, no. Uh, I've, just look up my parents' um, 
pictures of my parents. I it's genetic. I'm lucky. My parents, my mom in particular has given birth to 11 kids and she looks really, really young. My dad even looks really young, but, uh, I got some wrinkles, you know, uh, they're there. Um, look at you being all human and relatable. But, uh, Question. yeah, I mean, I've, I, I, I've thought about this. I do think for, I, I hit the ugliest stage of my life when I was on The Bachelorette, without question. Are you just being like super um, judgmental of yourself because it was the first time you're on TV? No, or honestly, true? it's just like, again, this is not to sound vain or unrelatable, but like people mm -hmm. like ask, oh, like Nick has had a glow up. And the reality is like, and it's funny, like, Nikki and I talked about this. Like, I don't remember a time in my life where I wasn't complimented for the way I look to the point where it became like too much mm -hmm. of an identity and something I relied on too much at a younger age. And yeah. then you were a cute, I was kid. a cute kid. I was cute in high school. I always got attention for my looks. Right. And then when I look <laughs> at footage of the bachelorette, I'm just like, what the, Oh God. And then I, and then <laughs> even like two years before that, I'm like, why did I, what, 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 why didn't I go on then? You know, um, Dumb luck, I guess. <laughs> so you just had to go on again. You had to show people what the real deal is. I guess. Um, I guess. Um, what order are you in your family in terms of age of all the children? Uh, I'm the second oldest. What do you, how do you think that's shaped you as a person growing up in a cattle of children? What do you mean? How do you think it affected how you deal with other people, like having a household of so many I, uh, fucking little knee I've been biters? spoiled. Like I'm the second oldest, but I'm the oldest son, and I've always been very independent and self-serving. Oh. So I have ten siblings, but I act like an only child. <laughs> I love you. Do act like an only child. You know, I've never, I've never starved for attention. I'm my mom's favorite. You know, mm -hmm. I've had a bunch of sisters <laughs> around me. And by the time my brother showed up seven years later, I was kind of doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, how often do you answer your DMs? Well, what do you mean? How often do you like scroll through and try to get through some? Or how often do you like interact with cute girls who slide into your DMs? Uh, rarely, rarely. If you're, you're talking about the ratio, like I, I rarely one out of 500. Do you feel like you might be missing your soulmate in there? No. Okay. He, he knows. I get a lot of like high from oh, private that. accounts. It's like, well, listen, if you were shooting your shot, not not the best approach <laughs> that was an air ball that was an yeah. air ball um also i love you because you're from wisconsin do you remember i went to university of wisconsin i do you played tennis i'm a badger you played tennis yeah i played tennis think look at you remembering details trying to flatter me um but i want to know when you were on the bachelor you were in chicago what is the main do you prefer la life to chicago in terms of like the dating scene uh, not necessarily. It's just, this is where I mm -hmm. am and it fits my life now. Do you like it? Uh, I do like LA. I mean, it, like everything else, it, like has its annoyances, but I would be bored to death in Chicago. You know, there's a, definitely a Peter Pan syndrome in LA, which for better or worse mm -hmm. kind of fits my lifestyle. I only say that because like, you know, it's the Midwest, right? New York and, L and LA are different. A lot of my friends are oh, not, not, not. All of my friends are married with kids. Uh, I have one friend. Yeah. I have two friends in Chicago who are who are not married. One of them has kids. He's divorced, and so just mm -hmm. I just would be bored. I don't really go out much or party much anymore. But it's just different. But in LA, you know, you don't feel a little. You don't feel so out of place. Even though I definitely, yeah. I definitely don't connect with a lot of people. Like you know, I. I try to hold myself to a, a, a certain standard. Um, you know, I'm not popping bottles or anything, but it's not, <laughs> you know, there's, it is what it is, right? I mean, I really like Chicago. I love going home. I love visiting. Um, every place has its pros and cons. Yeah, you ha you're missing the cheese curds. There's no good cheese curds. I don't like LA. cheese curds. It's like illegal. <gasps> oh, that's why we didn't get along. Now I remember. Thank you for even the squeaky ones. When you bite it, it makes little sounds. Uh, yeah i don't i don't like he's not impressed i don't like just cheese what about culver's love culver's okay good um you passed the beginning test that was just buttering you up now we're gonna what, get a little deeper if um, i fail do what? i get to if i fail do i just do you do you hang up on me <laughs> no no um i make sure you don't fail but it can be painful but we're gonna be in this right. together so you're still single you're 39 what do you think why is do your way? Why do we got to talk about my age? 
Your schmerdy schmine. <laughs> you look like you're 24, though. But I am um, single what? and I am an adult. I think that's all I only really. I haven't even gotten to the question yet, and you're getting defensive. We should just edit that out. Just you're in a 30. You're 30 and an adult. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> LA has changed you. Um, oh God, that's my least favorite. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, every time you break up with someone, they're like, "You're different." And you're like, "Yeah, I'm. I don't <laughs> like you anymore, and I used to." <laughs> I've been getting that from friends recently, like since reality TV, some people like you change and some people go, you're different. I'm like, bitch, I'm still the same fucking person. I just have more followers and more people think I'm annoying. Um, what is your way of sabotaging yourself? That's a good question. Um, what is my way of sabotaging myself? I don't give things a chance anymore. (laughs) That was the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's true. When you say things, you mean people or like new experiences. Relationships. Yeah. Relationships. So you have an emotional wall. Other than that, I, I, uh, I don't really, I don't really sabotage myself all that much. Uh, but when it comes to relationships, I have found that I have, a. if I really think about all of the dating I've done, I've, I don't give many things a realistic shot. So you kind of keep it surface level and don't open up is what you're saying? Uh, to some degree. I don't mind opening up. I mean, I'm pretty good at that. Um, yeah. If you haven't noticed on TV. But I guess it just... Part of it is situational. Yeah. You know? Um, I But I probably could uh, give things a, a shot. But okay. it's hard because I feel like my relationship is uh, my relationship status is a focal point. For, you know, most people don't really give a shot shit about me. They care if they care about me. If operative on the if it's usually like, who might I be dating? And as Ooh. a result, I've become I've become that much more private about it. And as yeah. a result, I feel like I'm less uh, I'm I'm I'm. I've put in more. I've put more pressure on myself. In yeah, terms like of actual relationship status. Yeah, even my first kind of public relationship, the amount that people care about it, then makes you like overthink anything you get involved with because you know you're gonna have repercussions in some way in the public or some kind of reaction. Speaking of, I I didn't read it, but I did see uh, a post from Us Weekly with <laughs> you and another guy. <laughs> Are you making it making headlines, Hannah? Ugh, I don't know. I um, I was it good press or bad press? I mean, if there is such a thing as bad press. Well, basically, on the TV show, this guy and I we hooked up, and I may have made some noises from the bedroom, and okay. I watched it with my parents, and I was like laughing about it on Instagram, and I guess that got picked up because me and my parents we do everything together, and I that's what so. family's for. Um. Thank you for keeping up on my life, though. I appreciate that. Um, it kind of <laughs> kept up on me because I wasn't looking. And then it was just like. You're like, no, yeah, I didn't maybe want it's the it. Al- <laughs> maybe it's the algorithm, you know, like you text me and I'll speak. He's like, well, you know, here you go. They know. They know what you're interested in. Um, now let's delve into what is your biggest physical insecurity? Uh, keeping my hair. <laughs> I it feel looks like it's similar. Yeah, it looks like it's staying on. It's staying on. Yeah, you know, we take a lot of vitamins. You know, it's put it this way. It's uh it's not. It's never not on the list of like worries. You know, I'm a worrier mm-hmm. by my nature. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm vain. I'm not. You know, like I. I you know, what yeah. can I say? Uh, so I hope to keep. I hope to continue to keep it. You know. Would you say that you suffer from anxiety? Yes. How did you cope with it during like putting yourself on a television uh, screen you, uh, to yeah, get I, judged I, by honestly, everyone? Honestly, really only. No, you don't really think about that. But the anxiety was mostly in the the last stages of The Bachelorette when it really narrows down and becomes more serious. You start mm-hmm. like actually feeling real feelings and you get really confused. Then mm-hmm. you're, it's a very stressful time. The first the first half is mostly kind of fun. There's some drama. Like, you're just kind of figuring it out. Did you feel upset at your edit first season? I wasn't thrilled with it. 
you know. But uh, I've known some of, people will get real music. dark. They'll be like, I got suicidal. Like I couldn't get out of bed for months. No, no honestly, I I I was lucky in that uh, I was a little older when it happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very strong support system, both with my family, my friends, and even my job at the time when I worked at Salesforce. They were incredibly supportive, both to let me go on the show and as the show was airing, just super super in my corner. And the reality is, is I didn't have the best edit and I was certainly the villain of the season on Andy season. But I'll tell you what, when I still went out in public in Chicago, I was still treated like a rock star for a second. So, I mean, it was like, how much can you really feel that bad? Mm -hmm. Um, The internet wasn't what it was, but but it was still pretty prevalent. I mean, certainly uh, people were pretty harsh with me on, on, uh, on Twitter, but I guess I just strangely had at least a li- enough of a perspective to realize, uh, like these people don't know me, who they are. And when anyone met me in public, they always had a much positive, re- a more positive reaction to what they might've thought about me on Andy season. It was honestly just take the good with the bad. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there was, there was still a lot of benefits from it and mm-hmm. th- that's just the reality. Like when you, you saw the big picture. Yeah. And uh, probably one of the smartest things I ever did was not complain that much. You know, what are you going to do? Like, you can't take yourself that seriously. So you kind of relinquished control of how people felt about you and were able to just like stay in your circle of people who you felt yeah. understood you. But also to a certain degree, most of my life at some level, I've never, oh, I've never felt totally understood. Mm. Um, I've I've had times in my life where I've been very popular. I've had times in my life where I was bullied, mm. uh, but I've never even when I was popular, I I was never without criticism, um, and I always felt most of the time that criticism that when I would hear it, I didn't feel like I was really understood, and maybe that helped prepare me for the criticism of the show. Like I think sometimes people have the hardest time is when they've never really faced adversity and then shit happens on that level and they just can't handle that wow you hit the nail on the head i feel like a lot of really good looking people go on who have just kind of been treated well their whole life everyone just laughs at all their stupid shit they say because they're hot (laughs) and no one calls them out on their bullshit and then twitter um takes them down and they don't know how to handle it but yeah adversity is so important i mean whether it was i played sports or like you know i've always been just enough of a dick (laughs) Uh, in my life (laughs) to get criticism i mean and i and i don't mean that like i'm 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 actually a really nice guy and i i think if you get to know me i'm i like to be as generous as possible but i like you know same with again it serves me well like the questions with nick or ask nick i've always been direct and i've always been pretty honest and i just I lack, and sometimes that comes from a lack of patience and empathy on my part and sometimes Mm -hmm. i'm actually trying to do the right thing but yeah just because you're a sociopath doesn't mean you're a bad person you know yeah totally. <laughs> i'm also like incredible i've also most of my life at times have been inc- incredibly aloof and mm. uh, is that a defense tall, mechanism i don't know it's like it's like an anxiety no it's just be me being a heady person and um. having add and anxiety uh, and so when you're tall and if some people find you to be attractive, uh, they equate that to you're a dick. Um, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. I have some friends who are really pretty and they have really bad anxiety and they're quiet and people will be like, she's a bitch. And I'm like, no, that's just her resting face. And she was actually just yeah, worried my, what you thought about her. My resting gaze is pretty unpleasant. I mean, I'm often not worried about what you're thinking about me. I just don't care. And I'm off in some world. What are you anxious about typically? Like what kind of stuff? Sometimes you you can't even, I don't know. Sometimes I can't even point it out. Mostly it's, you know, quite honestly, most of my anxiety is, and I, and I actually believe this to be true for most people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of it is like, you know, it's based off your ego, your it's it's usually selfish thoughts. Uh, I have less anxiety when I when I think about others um, mm. than when I think about myself. Um, Same. I also think people who are smarter have a lot more shit going on in their brain, and it can 
cause more anxiety sometimes. Um, <laughs> what do you typically do when you're dealing with anxiety? What kind of ca- calms you down besides, I think ass Nick is a cool thing that gets your, your head out of your own ass. <laughs> but yeah, is there that any- doesn't help my anxiety, but, uh, I'm, I've always been an active person. I do work out. Um, I mean, my anxiety was the reason why I started my essential oil company, Natural Habits, to help with my anxiety. My sister is a holistic nutritionist, and she recommended it, and I started using it reluctantly, and it really helped. And that's um, awesome. It just kind of it helps center me, you know, in a sense of like it's there's an aromatherapy element. It does help calm you. I don't like taking medication for it, and I'm not saying as you know, and essential oils, quite honestly, has a bit of a it can have a a bad rap, and you know, like the multi-level marketing companies of it all like have, yeah. have unfortunately positioned it as like a snake oil because sometimes th- th- what they do with essential oils is over promise what it mm. can do. Uh, what it is, is uh, it's a great aromatherapy. It really, you know, it helps relax you. It does have properties that can certainly help with headaches and help you relax. Uh, it's not a drug. Um, it do you can have help certain support your that immune you system. recommend that you like? Uh, we specialize in blends. Day-to-day. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, we have four blends because the idea of my company is to try to make it simple for the average person who like doesn't blend them all. Mm-hmm. Um, Your so apartment must smell amazing. It does. Well, that's another thing like, you know, uh, diffusing essential oils is a much help- healthier option for yourself and your family than candles or Febreze or cannabis. plugins. The- <laughs> uh, cannabis, I'd probably support more than, you know, candles or, or any. Anyway, so that's yeah. uh, that's what I do. I use um essential oils to just kind of help just it's and part of it is just like you 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 see it you you apply it you breathe you focus on your breathing and you just relax and you know try to change your thought process so i've noticed that i don't think it's a coincidence that you've become so successful from your original just appearance on the bachelor do you what drives you to be so hardworking to like have your own business put yourself out there as a personality Cause you don't, you could just do Instagram ads if you wanted. Yeah. Uh, I could, I don't know for how long. So part of it is like, this is great now, but what happens in 10 years? You oh, know? Yeah. Uh, I quit a job that had, there's no guarantees in life, but it had a, a career path that w- could have potentially had some sort of security, you know, give or take me fucking up or like the economy or, you know, shit happening. But for 30, 40 years, you know, I think anytime you have an opportunity that I had, it's important to take advantage of the short term, but also build for the long term. So, yeah, I mean, the, again, that's where worrying anxiety helps, you know, yeah. You're like, oh, this has been really great. But like, I don't how this can't possibly last. Yeah. A little bit and of so anxiety I, is great. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I spent a lot of time, you know, thinking about it. And again, I was lucky that when I. Uh, moved to LA, I quit a really good job. Yeah. I quit a re- I quit a really good career. And so I knew what I was giving up and, um, there was no point in me quitting, uh, if I couldn't try to build off of the, uh, security and success I was leaving behind. Yeah. And I'm, I've always been a worker, so I, I wasn't looking to quit my job and move to LA to party. Yeah. You know, that wasn't the goal. And I use it as a platform to try to, you know, everyone, you know, most, not everyone, but a lot of people like the idea of being their own boss and and building something from the ground up. And that's been fun to do. And quite honestly, it's been fun to do things, uh, sometimes fail, sometimes succeed at Mm -hmm. things I never even imagined I would try. Um, Yeah. They say the biggest addiction. Pretty cool. They say the biggest addiction next to heroin is a monthly salary. So <laughs> it's hard to let go of that security. I know three years yeah. ago you were talking to me about how like you were interested in getting into acting and stuff. And I've noticed your Instagram has b- had very quality comedy videos. And I know you've been doing commercials and you've had some like spots in different films and stuff. How's that going for you? Because I haven't checked in on that. Uh, it's going well. I mean, I did. Uh, I was in a show called The Coop that was a funnier die production, had some really uh talented people like Tony Hale in it mm-hmm. and Brian Husky and uh, Nora Fitzpatrick directed it. Um, and that was really cool. I was, you know, I did a family guy cameo. Oh yeah. That was, I saw that. Mo- that, was, that was just a quick beat, but uh, yeah, I mean, I still work at it. I still study. It's still a focus of mine. I'm very far- fortunate enough to, again, 
support myself and have my, you know, feet in different fires so that I mm -hmm. can invest in my acting career while not panic about not making money from it. Yeah. And I can play the long game and I'm in, I'm in a very fortunate position that way. So yeah, it is definitely a focal focal point and it's something that I'm always working on and um uh, I'm I'm fortunate enough to turn down uh opportunities that I feel are more stunt castier um or just are going to get me on TV but aren't gonna, like I think when it comes to my theatrical career it's very important for me to build credibility so that's a uh a big focus. So that's, that's a very slow and, uh, long game process. Hell yeah. And yeah, if you want to do it the right way, you can't just take the next hacky gig that just gets you some notoriety with when you want to get respect, but like, it sounds like, you know what you're looking for. Do you ever get annoyed giving relationship advice? Like you ever just like, I don't fucking know, figure it out. Love is confusing. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I like giving advice, but sometimes I get frustrated when people ask for advice, but they're not interested in listening. Oh, yeah. I actually I had a friend call me up who asked for relationship advice about a relationship. She's asked me for advice before, and it's always like every month and a half she, I hear from her. And this particular time, she just like, I was like, why are you calling? And I kind of got annoyed with her. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was, I started raising my voice. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm yelling at you, but like, what, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, you're like, I broke my phone and that's, she, she, she just kept asking. I was like, so is it okay if I ghost him? I'm like, I, I, when did I say yet? When did I say you should ghost him ever? Just tell me you don't want to hang out anymore, which I, I don't. And so like some, uh, I, it's hard, it's hard to help anyone who's not interested in helping themselves, mm -hmm. themselves, um, and I, I don't have a ton of patience for that. Uh, it's like, let me tell you this thing. And then like, you can give me some advice. Like if that's the advice you want, call up your girlfriend who will tell you what you want to hear. But I'm not that guy. The um, straight shooter. Yeah. So okay. that's the only time I get frustrated. But generally, I, I, I like social dynamics. I, I like um, it's fun for me. I'm, I, I like breaking things down. Where are you meeting girls now to date? Like anyone else. Just in the library. Just when they're picking out a book, you say, hey. Do, do people meet people at the library? <laughs> oh, I, say, same way everyone else. Uh, the internet, you know, Instagram. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, out, parties. Not yeah. now. Do you think you've gotten better at choosing women? Do you think you've gotten pickier as you're older? I definitely have not gotten better. But, same. Uh, uh, I'm a little bit more mind... Well... I, I don't, again, that's part of the reason where I don't, uh, you know, you get, you, when the, you, you become more aware of what you want and what you don't want. And sometimes you can get in your own head. And as a result, you know, there's a difference between hanging out with someone and, yeah. and investing quality time. So sometimes like, I mean, hanging out with, you know, let's say this particular person, like, yeah, let's hang out. You seem cool. I don't think you're my person, but like, mm -hmm fuck it let's go out i'm not i'm not sacrificing any energy i mean the alternative of, of us hanging out is me like re-watching a tv show mm -hmm. uh but but with that it you know it that it doesn't it, that's not always black and white yeah 100 percent. and i do think definitely in this age of like men and women who both like i have a career that i care about i'm not i don't necessarily need a guy so occasionally you'll see a good-looking guy that you know is not husband material but he would definitely be fun to grab a drink with. And I think that is okay. Have your fun. Yeah, it's like you see a guy and you're like, I'm pretty sure he's got a really good dick. And um, <laughs> he'll probably destroy me physically and more importantly, emotionally. He'll definitely ruin my life. And that's okay because I'm self-aware. But, but get the dick, you know? Yeah. Um, if people, yes. Um, if you went to a psychic, what would you want to know about your future? nothing okay i don't i'm definitely one of those people who like i don't want to know so you've never been read by a psychic don't, isn't that isn't everyone a psychic in la uh yeah i mean they, <laughs> there was a time on the bachelor they did tarot reading cards and oh. i it's like a defense mechanism to like mm -hmm. mock the the fortune teller or whatever the psychic it's like yeah. oh really <laughs> <laughs> but i don't want to know like I, I yeah i i and honestly i don't believe in that bullshit um 
I don't. Do you believe in horoscopes? I don't believe in fate. What's your sign? I'm a Libra. Okay, we're cool. We get along. I, I, do I believe in horoscopes? No, I believe... I do believe that there are personality types. Uh, sure, I mean, like, I can get on board with the fact that maybe the sun and the moon and the stars and when you're born can affect your personality, mm -hmm. but I don't believe that it in any way predetermines your life mm -hmm. uh, or... or make choices uh, and so you don't believe in soulmates either do you not no no it's the thing i i don't believe in the most <laughs> you're like my number one disbelief i mean i agree i think there's so many different loves in your life that you can have and it's about you deciding what you want for the period of time I, you're I'm, in i'm a i'm a big believer that uh the people that that fate is an excuse or a reason to justify uh uh, people's mistakes or actions that they're not prepared to deal with or sometimes just dumb luck. I love you, you dropping know, the truth bombs. Wow. Sometimes shit happens. Like it sucks and it's a coping mechanism. You yeah. Know? Well, it's also people use fate to explain their anxiety sometimes like to be like, well, this happened because of this. Sometimes it didn't happen for any reason. You just have to believe that we're all leaves in the wind, you know? Uh, I it's probably not a religious podcast, but uh, <laughs> it's it's funny. I grew up very religious, and when oh, I wow. say that, I f I find that uh, I sometimes offend Christians um, or other religious. Well, people. Well, this is a uh, satanic podcast, so there you go. And <laughs> I I I find that fascinating because. Uh, one thing I, I grew up very Catholic. I grew up around pre I mean, I'm very well, like I'm very comfortable with priests and church and nuns. Mm -hmm. And I had a great experience with it. And I went to church every Sunday into my thirties. Uh, I'm a, I've, I've been very devout. I've said thousands of rosaries in my life, you know, all <laughs> these things. That being said, like one thing I learned is that the greatest gift that God gave us was free will, Right. So if that is the greatest gift, then how can people always like with every fucking thing that happens, they're like, well, that's just how God wanted it. You know, like it, God, it was God's plan. It was God's plan for you to like fuck that hooker and get herpes. Like, no, like that's <laughs> you did that. And that was not God's plan. And you might learn something from it. Like, right. Or like, like wrap your mm -hmm. dick next time mm -hmm. because like, then you don't have to like, but like, no, you did that. And God gave you free will to like, you know, that figure that shit out. Analogy. I love that. I, uh, I don't quite understand. So it's like, yeah, you made a bad bet and you lost all your money. And that was in no way God's plan. <laughs> like, I was like it, was, it was God's plan. You know, I'm just I'm just a vessel for God. Like, well, yeah, ugh. it's bad when people use it as to be like hypocrites or like enable all their shitty decisions. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, I. <laughs> I don't like when people use God as an excuse or or as a weapon, but um, preach. Honestly, amen. Yeah, we're gonna go. We have two more games left. Um, the first game is called Heaven or Hell. So tell me if these situations are heaven or hell and why. Heaven or hell. First, one. I just want to point out how how amazing I was at setting up that transition. Honestly. Spectacular. Two true podcast hosts here. You can tell we're professionals, people. Um, living in New York City, heaven or hell? Heaven. Why? I fucking love New York City. But right now it's a little more entertainment focused in L.A. for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always, living in New York has always been uh, my dream. But it's just... I. I don't know if I'll ever live there. You know, maybe I will, but it just, it doesn't seem to uh, make sense right now. Mm -hmm. It's got, I got to ask you, it's got to be weird because the beauty of like right now, like LA, you know, I live in Venice and so it's a nice, you know, with all this quarantine stuff going out, it's still sunny and nice. And like, I get outside and take walks and I can still work out outside. And quite honestly, like, yeah, the vibe is different, like on Abbott Kinney and in those places, mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel that weird. I mean, that's like restaurants are not open and, you know, but the beauty of New York is the energy you feel from the people out and about. And like, you don't have that. It is really scary uh, right now. 
It's really scary. So I got to assume like everything that makes New York, New York is not New York right now. Stay and that's in LA is what I have to say. Yeah, it's it's scary. It's sad. It's depressing because, yeah, the energy and the opportunities and the excitement of just everything's happening at once is not happening and everyone's just alone in their like one bedroom. But I'm lucky I'm in Long Island with family right now so I can go for walks. But it's New York City. I'm sending my love. Um Dating a bachelor contestant, heaven or hell? Um, neither. <laughs> I, I, for me, for me, hell. I'm only gonna say hell because I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't do that anymore, and I yeah. kind of go against it, and not because there's anything wrong with that. It's just um, you don't want to like relive the whole thing through that person, maybe. No, I just not into casually dating someone from Bachelor Nation. So I haven't met anyone or been introduced to anyone from the show that I thought I might marry this person. Oh, my God. I don't care. I don't care. But I, I'm just it's not for me to like I'm not interested in casually dating someone and having rumors spread and hooking up just so like, you know, it's, I just don't think that's that's just not for me right now. But there's a lot of great people in Bachelor Nation and I'm friends with a lot of people. And yeah, so you feel like more than eligible and wonderful women. When you start talking to someone, you get annoyed if, like, for the rest of history, your name is with their name on some, like, articles and stuff, and that's irritating. Yeah, part of it, yeah. yeah. So, like, if it's just a matter of, like, looking for someone to hook up with, I can, you know, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather shop outside of that store. That makes sense. Okay, you have to be on another reality show. Which one would you be on? Uh, in what capacity? Um, one season. But I'm saying like as a host or a cast member or cast member to be on. I think I could successfully dominate any of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I like, you I, are I mean, good at playing games. I could tell. Uh, Big Brother sounds interesting. I haven't seen it, but the way it was described to me is, mm. you know, situational things that you try. There's a, you know, that could be fun. I could also um, see you on like million dollar listing on Bravo as like if you were a real sure. estate agent and just like talking shit and, you know, on the grind and uh, having opinions on the other reality. I mean, other real estate guys, maybe like real housewives or something, but like not as like a, a husband of a housewife. But I just want to be like the friend. Like, Anybody honestly, that? like I would love to give all the housewives dating advice. That would be amazing. Have you had any on your pod? I had uh, uh, Megan King, Megan Edmonds King. Oh King yeah, she's Megan King it. Edmonds. She's cool. She's she's nice, very nice. Well, lady. if you ever need any Bravo connects, you know who to hit up. Um, Margaret Josephs. I had her on my podcast. Hers was interesting. She cheated on her husband with the contractor and ended up marrying him. And I basically was like, "Do you regret it?" And she was like, "No, I married the guy I was meant to marry at that time, and I met the love of my life for now." And I was like, "I respect that." Life doesn't have to be a storybook that everyone, it's the same for everyone. Yeah. Okay, now we're swerving a little bit. Um, Heaven or hell, choking in the bedroom. Uh, I'm a huge fan of, of that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like to be choked. I will say that. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> You're so funny. Okay, heaven or hell, living alone on an island with just goats. Just goats? Yeah. Hell. You're a social. You're a social butterfly. You know, interestingly enough, uh, I'm described by people. Some people as an extrovert. Some people as an introvert. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. There's uh, often uh, I like being. I love being. Like the reasons I like in New York. I love. I like going to a movie theater to feel the energy of the drama or the laughs or you know depending on the sh you know uh, I like. I do like crowds to a certain degree. Uh, I also wow. sometimes fucking hate people. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I like going to a party and not talking to anyone or like just talking to one or two people. Yeah. Uh, it just all depends on how I feel. Uh, but I don't like being alone all the time. You know, I think honestly, single people are thriving more than they like to admit during these quarantine times because mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Would they like to have someone? Sure. But they could, they, they might be like FaceTiming and like the sexting is going way up and like, everyone's <laughs> just like, you know what? Fuck it. Here, here we go. Like, I'm just going to blame it on Corona. You yeah, know, start an OnlyFans uh, account, pay your rent. 
But you know what people aren't experiencing right now that a lot of single people struggle with is FOMO. Mm-hmm. You know, like half the time I have anxiety or like get down on myself for being single would be like on a Friday or Saturday night when I actually don't want to go out, but I'm on Instagram and I seeing people like the perception of them having fun. And then you feel this FOMO and you're just like, oh, you know, I haven't like looked at anyone's Instagram in, in over a month and, you know, they're all doing the same fucking shit. I'm not like missing out on anyone. It's almost um, like this feeling of peace that I've never felt before. And I really do love yeah. it. I feel like for a second in the beginning, everyone was like, you have to work out every day and you have to create and you have to, you know, solve the theory of relativity. And it's like everyone calm the fuck down and do what makes you feel sane and healthy. Final question. This is a not heaven or hell, but would you rather never be able to take your shirt off or never be able to grow a beard? <laughs> I laugh at my own questions. It's a strong, it's a strong, it's a strong finish. I, will I give knew. You that. Uh, TV has become, made me insecure about my face. Uh, <gasps> I, I've most of my life, again, I haven't had a beard and most of my life I've been complimented. Mm-hmm. And then I grew a, grew a beard and everyone's like, oh my God, you're like so much hotter. Like don't ever shave. I've literally have had dreams of that I've accidentally shaved my beard and, and, and woke up in a panic. Oh, wow. Yeah, I noticed um, that about you, that it's your thing. I think it's pretty clear that I photograph much better with a beard. But I mm-hmm. think in public, when I have a couple times I have shaved my beard in the past couple of years for situational things. Uh, and people have been like, oh, you look great, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, thanks. Uh, but I've definitely <laughs> become insecure about that. I have no desire to take my shirt off, to be honest. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, uh, how you started the podcast. I am aware, like, here's the thing. I'm aware, like, if I was never on TV and I didn't have an Instagram, I wouldn't ever, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take pictures of myself. You know, before, before Instagram or even having a following, the only time you saw pictures of me is when I had a girlfriend because she would take fucking pictures and you would know, like, I would break up. We would, you know, Nick didn't have a girlfriend anymore because he would just fall off the, like the internet, you know? (laughs) I was still going out having fun, but I like I was always the girl. Be like, let's take a picture. Like I would never, mm-hmm. I would never fucking do that. Mm-hmm. And now you know, like you know, you gotta give the people what they want. You know, it's not my fault. I post a picture with my hometown friends, and people like literally don't like it. So it's like you know, and then if they post a selfie, and then they like they, they literally omg love it. It's just like, yeah. well, you're making me do this. Yeah, the algorithm and is forcing you. I don't care. I mean, like my Instagram, I is a my platform i treat it like a business and i'm mm-hmm. you know if uh, respect. respect if i have to if i have to get good at taking selfies then you know whatever i'm aware of of how it looks and therefore i try to add a little bit of self-awareness i don't want to say your age but you are um in your 30s and <laughs> you've probably had a bunch of different relationships how often do you stop and go through your rolodex to think which one should i start back up again that I might have, you know, grown out of and want to try again. There's always a few maybe, you know, that you're like, oh, she was cool. <laughs> you know, what happened to her? Um, no, I mean, listen, I, 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 I strongly believe that while it's taken me a long time and again, we get back to like, I've certainly made decisions in my life that have not put me in a great position to find the relationship I'm working for. Um, going on the bachelor, it, it, if it had, it could have worked, it didn't for me, but like I dedicated a better part, like of a half a decade, um, going on and off uh, and then attempting to go after relationships that ended up not being right for me. And in between that, like, it's not easy to meet someone, yeah. um, with a lot of questions about it. And it was all new to me and, and, you know, and there's a period of quite honestly, enjoying the experience. Yeah, I've been like, you know what? This is pretty cool, you know. <laughs> um, but I've also had enough of a relationships to be pretty clear in, in what I am looking for. And it's actually quite simple is that I, you know, uh, the dream is to find someone that you're just as excited about having a conversation with as you are about having sex with. Yes. Uh, and uh, I really like having I'm a talker. And, uh, I value both a lot. 
Yeah. I think it's finding someone that, yeah, when you're on a couch with and you're just shooting the shit, that time is enjoyable. And because that's what most relationships are, is just an ongoing conversation of nothing. Yeah. But a physical relationship, I know that is fleeting and dies down is a very important part of me. And again, there's other variables and and Mm -hmm. there's connections and it's how someone made me feel or how I made them feel. But I'm I feel pretty confident that I'm not too picky and maybe, you know, that uh, I just haven't it hasn't lined up quite yet, but I'm optimistic, you know, same Z's, same Z's. Um, time to wrap this up with our final game. The seven deadly sins. You're doing great. This is going to be a fun one. Seven deadly sins. What are you greedy about? Uh, my time. Well, I appreciate you for coming on and, um, for rescheduling seven times with me today. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't like to waste my time and I don't like to waste other people's time. And, and mm-hmm. time is, uh, time is the time is money. Not only that, but it's just like, you can't, you can't, you can't get that back. You can always make more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't True. get back time. Um, what am I uh, greedy with? Um, potato chips. <laughs> what flavor? Just regular. I mean, here's the thing. I uh, I have a very strict potato chip, and you could say fries too, mm-hmm. but like hot take and maybe like controversial. I do like a. I think a good potato chip is better than a fry. Wow, you guys heard it here first. What I do love fries, but but I I I'm a I'm not a section eater, so I like a ratio between like whether it's a burger or a sandwich. I like a good like bite chip fry ratio. So what I'm saying is if we're on a date and we're going out, <laughs> I will buy you 800 bags of chips, but don't fucking say like, when I ask you, like, do you want it? Can I, you want a bag of chips? No, no, no. I'll just have some of yours. No, you fucking won't. Um, do you put chips I, in the sandwich? Chips in the sandwich at all? No, no. I mean, I would, I, it's not bad, but I like, I, I, that's going to, it's going to make it soggy most likely. And okay. I like a crunch is a very important part for me i like a good crunch <laughs> i don't know why i love how you speak very passionately about anything you talk about <laughs> i uh i am nothing if not opinionated <laughs> okay next question who are you envious of oh a lot of people everyone why why everyone i mean i think everyone is i actually was talking about this with ben higgins when he was a guest on my podcast uh, well probably last week mm-hmm. shameless plug <laughs> i mean listen if you have any kind of ego and you and you are uh, uh, a driven person and you want things uh it's hard not to have moments of envy um does i'm a very lucky person and i have a lot of great things going for me in my life and that's not lost on me but I don't have everything and I'm definitely someone who suffers from the problem of, of always wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I can be a very envious person. Uh, I, I, I'm thankfully very self-aware of that. I'm, I'm quick to call myself out uh, yeah. when I feel that way. So yeah, uh, there are like a lot of people, Ben Higgins was, a, we, we talked like there's things about him that I get envious of him and he gets envious of me. And I think that's the important part is like, Every time you're worried about or you're envious of someone, you have no idea what's going on in their head or what they're envious about. And sometimes it's mutual and most of it is in your head. And uh, we're all just just selfish, narcissistic people who are so (laughs) consumed in our own lives. What does everyone think about me? Literally nothing. They're too busy worrying about themselves. Whenever I get too stressed, I always tell myself, no one cares about you. No one cares. Uh, the, the best the best advice I give to people who go on The Bachelor is, I mean this in the nicest possible way, but no one gives a shit about you. No one. Not yeah. not the way you not the way you think they do, and they mm-hmm. certainly won't remember the way you expect them to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not that important. Um, and so. I always say we're all playing single player games, so factor yeah. that in. Um, when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath or anger? I'm not, I'm not a temperamental person. I'm a pretty yeah. chill person. Um, so when I do get mad, it's, I don't like that feeling. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like feeling out of control. I think this is people who just aren't using their head or, or 
or like in a relationship, if I feel like someone's only goal is to get me mad, that usually works. <laughs> Spite really pisses me off. Yeah. Also, it's just like if I feel like I'm just like taking crazy pills. <laughs> <laughs> I just get more frustrated. I don't get like mad. I'm just like I do. I literally don't understand how you can think, think this. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm a pretty mellow guy. When was the last time you were a sloth? So you had like a really lazy day. I don't know. A really lazy day. I feel how like you, you wake just... up early and you're productive and shit. Relatively, yeah. I wake up between like seven thirty and eight. Um, I've been. I've been indulging in substances lately so like i'm a little <laughs> groggy in the morning and so like eight o'clock if i sleep into nine i feel like a real piece of shit i will well wow. well wow. uh, uh i like the feeling of being productive i mm -hmm. like you know i don't know but yeah i mean when the, when f nfl sundays it's a good there's a good bet i'm not leaving my couch but the even packers? then I've been doing, are you a packer fan uh, i am yeah i definitely have lazy moments that's for sure Look at you all relatable and shit. You're like, once yeah. I fell asleep on the couch eating potato chips. <laughs> oh, totally. Like, it's just like, I'm just going to have lucky charms right now. Oh, yeah. When was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? I, I don't mean to sound like an amazing person. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a big believer in like, I'm not a prideful person. I'm really not. Uh, which is weird because I have a younger brother who is extremely prideful. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like maybe he got all of it and I got none of it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I got a massive ego and I try to keep that in check. And I, as I've gotten older, I've become aware of that. But pride, yeah. And I think quite honestly, it's, that's what allowed me to do what I've done on reality TV and have a sense of like, it allows me to have the podcast and just be honest and vulnerable and kind of be mm -hmm. like, yeah, this is who I am. Um, but I just don't know what pride really gets us. Uh, I'm sure I have. I mean, listen, I'm sure I have. I just don't really remember a time. Um, I'm, I could be spiteful, mm -hmm. you know, like there have been situations where, uh, like on my podcast, like, you know, I'm lucky that it's grown and, and it's gained the recognition that it has. But sometimes with certain guests where it's just like, if uh if they want to come on mine but they don't want me on theirs i'm like fuck you you know oh, yeah, and there's yeah. a, maybe a little bit of pride there so there's definitely some ego there and it mm -hmm. might be even be beneficial for me to do theirs you know because they have a successful one too but it's just mm -hmm. like i think that's where my ego comes in um yeah. um but i again like if, if i you know i if, it, if I thought it would be really, I, I also know my place too. I'm aware of where I am at the pecking order. I have no illusions uh, mm -hmm. about that. So. It sounds like you're good at um, talking yourself off the ledge when you go too far with things or checking your ego at the door when you have to. Self-aware is, is a, is a, a I'm, I'm actually good at feedback. People like to think that I don't, I'm not good at admitting I'm wrong. I'm actually quite good at that. I'm just, I'm, I'm very thoughtful in what I do. Mm-hmm. But I will. Uh, I'm good at admitting I'm wrong, and I like feedback, and I like uh, I, I like to get better at things. And if I if I wasn't open to feedback or admitting I was wrong, I couldn't get better. It's important. Final question: When was the last time you lusted over someone? Every Monday. I don't know. Like, <laughs> have you been on the internet? Like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who's do you your... watch? Do you watch porn? Like. <laughs> Okay, okay. Better question. Who's your I know that like you've dated a lot of different type of people. Who's your like ideal celebrity crush? I don't really have one. I don't know. But I've, you love brunettes. A, I'm partial to them, but I like blondes. Um I used to have a crush on Alexander Daddario. Mm. Not that I don't, but <laughs> uh but yeah, I, you know, she uh wasn't all too interested, but um, <laughs> I once slid into uh, Olivia Munn's uh, DMs on uh, on in his New Year's Day. Shoot I was actually shot. quite. I was <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just saying this because I honestly think people should use it. Yeah. I I, I was just like fucking. Her. Honestly, I didn't care. I was just like, like she's not like, and I didn't, I didn't slide in her DM because I actually thought she was gonna reply. And not that I like, I mean, I've, 
I've slid into some DMs and 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 that I was like I really was shooting my shot and then it went pretty well. I was like, really okay, okay. <laughs> but and I didn't think it was like not possible. But I was put my put it this way, I wasn't expecting her to reply. And I simply just said, and it was New Year's Day, mm-hmm. and I simply just said, uh, I'm aiming high this year. <laughs> I'd be like, what? <laughs> I like that. It's cute. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's I, short. I put it sweet. Put it this way. Yeah. Uh, I'm what does she say? I'm. Co- she didn't write back. I'm confident <laughs> she saw it though. Like, I love how like people who have uh, uh, and you know, like I don't know if she'll ever hear this or whatever. And, and mm-hmm. if she does, I'm I'm most certain that she would probably deny it that even seeing it but i love how like i love how anyone with a following or like i don't check my dms i don't read my dms they everyone fucking reads their dms and some more than others but like you notice you notice the blue check mark you know whatever she fucking saw it right (laughs) and i say that i'll say this much she had no interest in dating me she probably laughed at the at, at at my even like thought that maybe there was a shot but i tell you what i did i made her smile and i made her laugh it's a funny You're fucking assuming that. You're assuming it. No, no, no. She could have been like <laughs> repulsed by the idea of like being in the same room with me and she still could have laughed because it's a funny DM. But also it didn't have an open for her to like respond. It was kind of just a statement. Maybe she was yeah. like, I don't know what to respond to that. Maybe you said I'm aiming high this year. What's up? Maybe a what's up? You don't have to ask for what up. I'm just st- <laughs> listen. Here, here's how you slide into anyone's you know, DM. I'm 6'4". I don't have to say what's up. <laughs> Not only that. Like, if you're sliding in someone's DM of the opposite sex, it's safe to assume there's a romantic interest. True. True. You know, like, I think people make it weird when they try too much. It's like... If she's into you, she'll find a way to respond. Yeah, if, she's, if she was remotely interested, she would, have, she would have at least acknowledged that she saw it, if she even wanted to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um she could have replied she wasn't remotely interested but um she knew what i was about she knew what i was about she got you she clocked you you're over it you check it every morning but you're over it i get it i know i know but it was uh (laughs) come on it's it makes but the point is like you don't like just say like be you know like it was cute and it's a good story too it's a it's funny just be (laughs) like hey i'm aiming i'm aiming high this year (laughs) It's flattering. This is the happiest you've been the whole podcast. <laughs> no, but it's like, listen, like, listen. If you're gonna, if you're gonna slide in someone's DM, make them feel good about themselves. Uh, say something that's gonna be different than what they normally hear. Like, she knows she's beautiful, and every fucking guy's like, "You're so beautiful," you know. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I love uh, how you're going for Aaron Rodgers' ex. Like, I love that shit. Again, I don't. I, it wasn't really. It was just for fun. I kind of was just more like, I just, it was more like I had the the thought in my head and I just like, yeah, she's a, she's as good as any person to send this message to. Yeah. Uh, also, if any, you've met a shit ton of famous people in your life. Everyone wants yeah. love. Um, to wrap this up, the actual final question that I ask everyone on Burning in Hell is what advice would you give to people on how to cope with your hell? Uh, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Hell's probably not as hot as you think it is. <laughs> I like that. I, I like mean, that a lot. Isn't that the truth about life? Yeah. I mean, as this is coming from a warrior, but like, it's never really never that bad. Yeah. When you look back, you're like, okay, you fucking drama queen. Calm down. Everything was fine. Listen, I, and I, again, I say this as a straight white male who's had a very charmed life and, <laughs> but, and, and there's highly and there's self-aware. Re- there's real pain and suffering in this world now more than ever. But in a lot of cases, we we make things worse in our head than they actually are. You're right. Nick Vial has an incredible podcast, The Vial Files. Um, also ask Nick. He's a personality on Instagram. What else do you have going on where people can follow you and... You know, uh, if you're oh, yeah, uh, interested, your interested, in, interested in essential oils uh, and you're not interested in supporting multi-level marketing companies and you are a, a big believer in quality, uh, check out Natural Habits at NHOils.com. Um, we specialize in blends. So whether you're suffering from headaches or anxiety or you're looking for just a, a immunity support or just a, 
uh, a bolt of energy. Uh, we have a roll-on form. Uh, we're 100% USDA organic certified, uh, which most companies are are not. So there's no higher quality oil, and uh, you can get 30% off if you put in code natural. There you go. NHOils.com. Yeah. Little yeah, plug there. Yeah, and during quarantine, um, that's amazing. During quarantine, give me some of that eucalyptus. Hell yeah. That's right. Um, so yeah, check out, check me out on, uh, on 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 the old Instagram. Um, I love your I content; know. it's hilarious. Like it's always surprises me in some way. I always think I got you clocked, and then I'm like, oh, look at this one. I've I've tried to embrace the crazy. It's a yeah. calculated crazy. It's curated chaos. Yes. Um, and also, if you guys want to listen to me on Nick's podcast, go to Ask Nick. Type my name, whatever. You can find it. You guys are smart. My little devils. Um, yeah, Nick Vial on Instagram. And Nick, thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. You survived hell with me. And um, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>